Welcome to another episode of Squared Talking Sports. Hope you all had a great sports weekend. With the NBA playoffs kicking off, we had Major League Baseball getting into the swing of things. So we have a lot to talk about tonight. Tonight I thought I would uh, just do a little recap on uh, the, the day's Major League Baseball action and as well as my early thoughts on what I think so far of uh, what I've seen in Major League Baseball. And then I'll obviously give a recap on this weekend's NBA action and my takes on what I think so far and what I've seen in the, in the series. And of course, the big deal is, you know, make sure we don't overreact because I know a lot of people are going to overreact one way or the other, you know, whether a team that was supposed to win didn't win or whether a team that, um, you know, was supposed to win barely won. You know, a lot of people will start thinking, oh, here we go. They're not going to be able to do it. But my quick impression, Warriors look good. Houston will be alright, and uh, could be trouble in Cleveland, so let's sit back and enjoy another episode of G Squared, Talking Sports. Welcome back to G Squared Talking Sports. Let's get right into it and get the MLB roundup. Today we had the we had a lot of rainouts actually today in baseball. There was I'm not sure if it was a record, but uh, we had very bad weather going on in the Midwest and parts of the East Coast, which is uh, usually you know trouble this time of year. And uh, it looks like there was. Like I said, quite a few games postponed. It looks like there was a total of six games postponed today. So, And uh, the Yankees actually had uh, their doubleheader right now, so they're going to have to reschedule. Uh, their doubleheader looks like now it's set for June 4th because um, they got pretty much wiped out with the rain the whole weekend. I think they only got one game in um, in Detroit. And uh, there was a big snowstorm. You know, I'm out here in California. We had about 80-degree weather, and I have friends that live in Minnesota, and I see their... Uh, their post and it's 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 amazing uh, you have snow falling and uh, we're out here in sunshine and uh, beautiful weather but I guess that's why we live in California but um, now let's get to the action here and the Red Sox you know they continue their hot start they're actually 13 and 2 on the season 8 and 1 at home they uh, beat the Baltimore Orioles 3 to 1 Orioles dropped to 5 and 11 3 and 7 away from home again the Red Sox you know the People expected this from them. They they let go of their manager and brought in uh, Joey Cora. Of course, bringing that championship pedigree from the Houston Houston Astros. Uh, he was just a gritty player himself when he when he played. So he's bringing that type of attitude, I believe, to Boston. And of course, they want to come back after last year. They have a huge payroll, so they want to show that last year was a fluke. And the fact that even though they won the division, they got beat in the first round of the playoffs. So Red Sox are jumping out of the gate, but again, very early. A lot of games to go, and so we, we, we'll see you know what happens there. But definitely a great start in Boston for, for the Red Sox. The Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, they beat the Reds 3-2 to two in Cincinnati. The win improves the Cardinals to 9-7. and seven. The loss actually drops the Reds, the Reds to 2-13. and 13. So looks like a lost season in Cincinnati. But the Cardinals, you know, they're, they're going to be there every year, especially with the, the NL Central not being as strong as in years past. 
you know the Cubs are probably the favorite to win. You have to uh, always always count the Cardinals in there. They just play their baseball the right way. I know everybody says the Cardinal way, but it's just playing the game of baseball right. And you know Cincinnati looks like they're building on for next year. Maybe maybe they're going to take the Houston Astros approach and um, tank a few years and stock up on these you know first round draft picks and then be able to uh, hopefully turn it into something like the Astros did. But not a good start there in Cincinnati. Feel bad for those fans. The Mets they continue their strong start. At least one team in New York is playing well right now, and that is the New York Mets. They're off to a 12-2 and start with their 3-2 victory today over the Milwaukee Brewers. That loss drops the Brewers to 8-8. Eight and eight. A lot of people did not expect the Mets to uh, start off the way they have, but they've gotten solid pitching and solid hitting, uh, obviously. So 12-2 and two start, I know, with their new manager. Uh, that's got um, to be a good, good sign. You know, again, lots of games to play, but... Anytime you bring in a new manager, you wanna you wanna start off on the right foot, obviously, and, and twelve and two is is one great way to start. Another surprise team is uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know when the, when the season started, a lot of people had the Pirates being a seller due to the fact they got rid of Garrett Cole, Andrew McCutcheon, and uh, bringing up guys from their minor leagues. But they're off to a solid start. They're eleven and four. They won today seven to three over the Marlins. And what can you say about the Marlins? Uh, they're four and eleven. A lot of people expected that. A lot of people expected not a much, not a lot of winning in uh, Florida, but four and eleven is probably not what Derek Jeter had in mind when he took over the ball club as owner. But you know, again, we'll see if he can sprinkle some of that Yankee magic in there. And speaking of the Yankees, uh, they actually play this week, and from all our reports, are that Derek Jeter will be in New York, but he's not going to be attending the game in the Bronx, citing the fact that it would be a little awkward for him to be there as a visitor. So. He will not be in attendance, which I'm sure is is not a not going to be welcomed by many Yankee fans. Because no matter what, he is still loved in the Bronx and will always be loved in the Bronx. The Phillies they are also off to a good start. They're nine and five. They win ten to four over the dismal Rays. The Rays drop to three and twelve. Um, again, the Phillies uh, they they win in spite of their manager Gabe Kapler. I know uh, he he hasn't had a good start to uh, the beginning of the year in his managing but his team is winning nine and five so I guess that's all that really matters and uh, what can you say again the, the Rays will probably look to be a seller I'm sure Chris Archer will be on the trading block once once the trade deadline gets closer anybody looking for a solid starter and they have a couple more pieces that I'm sure teams are ready to poach as soon as they become sellers and a three and twelve start is, is, is expediting that pretty good the Colorado Rockies they uh, beat the Washington Nationals six five. Then win improves the Rockies to nine and eight. And actually, the Nationals dropped to seven and nine. And that was a team that you know got rid of their manager, Dusty Baker, who led them to the playoffs. And now they're starting out with a seven and nine record, even though they have quality pitching with Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg. Obviously, the hitting with Bryce Harper, uh, Rendon. You got Turner, so you got some guys. But I'm sure again, a lot of these places are being affected with the weather and. I think once the weather heats up, the uh, these guys will heat up as well. The Nationals will be just fine. The Dodgers finally get a win. I know a lot of people are panicking in L.A., but they've done this before. Started off slow, and they'll just get on get on a hot streak. But they win today, seven and two, over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Which actually, the Arizona Diamondbacks are off to a hot start. They were they were eleven and three. Now they're eleven and four. But you know, the Dodgers did have Clayton Kershaw going, so. Anytime you have some bleeding going on, you have some losses, it's, it's always good to have your ace, Clayton Kershaw. He, he With that, his his record goes to 1-2. and two. 
but his ERA is always Clayton Kershaw like one point seven three ERA. So the man is the man is incredible, and a lot of people are are going to keep an eye on this because he can't opt out of his contract, and this could be his final year in L.A. But we'll get to that at the end of the year. The Oakland Athletics they win a pitcher's duel, and they win two to one over the Seattle Mariners. The win gets the uh, Oakland Athletics now to six and ten, and the Seattle Mariners drop to eight and five. Mariners were held to two hits by Oakland starter Sean Manaya, and the win improved to uh, Manaya's record of two and two with a one point six three ERA. Another one that's pitching pretty well, like Hershaw, ERA is pretty low. He's actually been a pretty good starter for for uh, Oakland the last couple years, and uh, you always just wonder if he's just you know auditioning for other teams because Oakland is is always usually a seller, never a buyer when it comes to the trade deadline. The San Diego Padres, they crush the San Francisco Giants 10-1. The win improves the Padres to 7-10, and, and the loss drops the Giants to 6-9. and This is just against two teams that are scuttling right now. Uh, the Padres were actually not expected to contend, and then the Giants, they picked up some veterans in the offseason with McCutcheon and Longoria, but so far uh, they haven't panned out, but... With the Dodgers struggling, the Rockies not doing well. Only in the Arizona Diamondbacks, actually in the NL West, um, I would not count out the Giants. Although I do, I do think they need some pitching help, as well as another big bat there in the middle. Uh, and the last game was actually a surprise: was the Rangers beating the Houston Astros and Justin Verlander. Well, actually not Justin Verlander; he didn't get the the decision because the game did go in extra innings. But the big story here was. Bartolo Colon, the ageless Bartolo Colon, coming through, taking a perfect game into the eighth inning, and then he walked the batter, Josh Reddick, then a double, and that ended his not only his perfect game but also his no hit bid. But man, got to give it to Bartolo Colon. He started pitching, I believe, in 1996. The um, I was listening to the uh, broadcast on the radio, and they put his um, his teammates on one of his first starts and. It's just amazing uh, to hear those names and uh, to like the names like Tome and uh, Alomar and you know names that you heard in the '90s and he's still pitching. But hey, you take a game, perfect game, into the uh, eighth inning and it doesn't matter the age. It seems to me like he still has it, and it's always interesting because when you you look at Bartolo Colon, he definitely does not look like he can uh, withstand the years of pitching. But he must be doing something right because. He's still bringing it uh, 20, 20 plus years into uh, into his career and uh, looks like he's not going to stop anytime soon. So you definitely got to give it up to him. Um, just a few uh, things that I've noticed so far in the, in the, in the season. And of course, the Red Sox start at 13-2, and two, but we've been down this road before. I think the Yankees will be fine in that division. They play, you know, I think they play 16 more times. So uh, it's going to come down to the Red Sox and the, and the Yankees, um, you know, the We've seen the Red Sox do this before, start off hot, and then they kind of hit a little lull. But then getting into the playoffs, they'll exit out. So we'll see if they they'll turn the corner. Just a couple things: uh, the the Reds and the Rays, Marlins. You know, we could have a record year in losses with some of these teams. The way they've started out with with their records, you know, Rays at three and twelve, and especially you know you got the uh, the Reds at two and thirteen. So they could be threatening the record for the most losses in a season. And a couple other surprises, the Dodgers. You know, you got to wonder, is Justin Turner injury, is that, is that really affecting them? Um, do they need another starter besides uh, Hill and Kershaw? 
Um, their bullpen also, you know, when they've had the opportunities to go to their bullpen, the bullpen, which was a solid for them last year, carried them up pretty much all the way to the World Series, um, has been letting them down. Ch- uh, Kenley Jansen has been touched up for a few home runs uh, early in the season, especially um, his, some say his velocity is down. So, you know, I just I, I do think the Dodgers will be fine. And if need be, they have the payroll, obviously, to go out and get get more bodies if they need to. So I, I wouldn't be worried. But in L.A., you never know how the crowd is going to re- how the fans are going to react. The media, you know, five and nine right now to a lot of fans seems like the season's over. But again, a lot of time, a lot of time to go. And Dodgers have done this before. And then they'll reel off like, you know, 30 of 33. And next thing you know, they're up by 10 games in their division. So I wouldn't worry if this, you know, obviously happens uh, um, as if this happens, um, I think they'll be okay, and they'll definitely um, they'll uh, they'll they'll get back uh, in the winning ways. So, some interesting stories. We got a lot more baseball to go. I'm sure we'll we'll pick up once the NBA and NHL playoffs are over. But so far, we have some exciting stories, and it's only going to get better. So, uh, and when we come back, we're going to go over the uh, the NBA playoffs and think give give my take so far on what I've seen in the first the first games over the weekend. So sit back and and come on back to G Squared Talking Sports. Welcome back to G Squared Talking Sports where it's just one man's take on the ins and outs of the sports world. And now we're going to get into our recap of the uh, first games of the NBA playoffs, which started uh, yesterday and Saturday. We had some good games. We had some blowouts. Uh, I thought today's games were a little bit better than than yesterday's. So um, let's get right into it. And we're actually going to start in the Eastern Conference. We'll, uh, you know, we'll recap the Eastern Conference, and I'll get into the West. So uh, yesterday... The number one seed Toronto Raptors defeated the eighth seed Washington Wizards 114-106. The Wizards were led by John Wall. He had 23 points, 3 rebounds, and 15 assists. While the Raptors were paced by Serge Ibaka with 23 points, 12 rebounds, and 1 assist. It was an interesting uh, interesting game here because everybody thinking that Toronto was just going to walk away with it. But they actually were in a dogfight for most of the game. And, uh, you know, I, I think Toronto's going to win this series either in uh, five, four or five. But um, if I was, if I am uh, Toronto, I, I'd be a little concerned again, once again, even though this was the first game one that they've won at home of a series. Um, I'd, I'd be a little concerned. You know, it's only one game, but with my backcourt of Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, DeRozan ended up with 17 points, but it took him 17 shots to get those points. He was 6 of 17 from the line, so 2 of 5 from 3-point range. Kyle Lowry, he was 4 of 9 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3-point range. Ended up with 11 points, so I'm getting 28 points from my backcourt. Um, I'm getting almost as many points by Serge Ibaka in my backcourt combined. So moving forward, I wouldn't say in this series, but possibly in... Um, the, the next couple series, if the Raptors want to advance, they definitely are going to need more from their backcourt, which I think they will. But it's you know that's why it's a team game, and that's why you know you got players like Serge Ibaka, a veteran, who 
who's been in many playoffs, who's been in the finals with OKC, so he knows what it takes to win in the playoffs, so that's why you want that veteran presence when your backcourt's not playing well. I do think um, Washington, you know, played well. They got a great backcourt in Wall and Beal, but I don't think they have more than that. So, uh, again, I think the Raptors win this series um, 4-1. Probably, I think, Washington gets one game at home, saves some face, but uh, I see Toronto winning that series and moving forward. Next game Saturday night was the third-seeded Philadelphia 76ers defeating the six-seeded Miami Heat 130-103. to Looking at the final score, it wasn't as close as I think the game early on indicated because early on Miami did come out and was taking it to them, but second half, uh, Philadelphia was on the defensive end, much improved. Um, I mean, they came out of the uh, they came out at halftime, scored thirty four points, held the Miami Heat to eighteen, and that's pretty much where the game was decided. And then they outscored them. Um, they actually outscored them in the second half by thirty one points. So, uh, whatever was talked about in the locker room must have helped. This series, I I do think it's going to be a little bit closer. Philly was, you know, obviously uh, backed by that huge crowd. I mean, they've been waiting the whole process and everything, you know, every, every you know, all the lottery picks and those fans have been waiting, especially, you know, when they're coming off a high with Villanova winning, you got the Eagles winning. So the city of Philadelphia is, is definitely enjoying this ride that they've had with their sports team. So I believe that helped. Um, I think Miami gets a game in, in, in South Florida, but the uh, Sixers will definitely win this series. I, I, I have Sixers actually winning this series in six on their home court, uh, winning it in six. But once again, impressive debut by the rookie, Ben Simmons. He ends up one rebound shy of a triple-double, 17 points, nine rebounds, 14 assists. The Miami Heat were led by Kelly Olynyk, 26 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. And this is all without Joel Embiid, who is still with the facial fracture. Um, he's been cleared, but it looks like he's still not going to play in uh, game two tomorrow. Uh, which I think is the right move due to the fact that I don't think you need Joel Embiid to beat the Heat. So if you can get as much rest, you know, you're, uh, when dealing with a facial fracture, even though he's going to be wearing the mask, you never know. And also getting adjusted to playing with that facial fe- uh, facial mask because it's not something that's easy. So um, with that, the uh, 76ers move on. And finishing out in the West, in the East today, you had the probably the best game of the day and that was the uh, Boston Celtics defeating the Milwaukee Bucks 113 to 107 and uh, that game was actually went into overtime probably the craziest 11 seconds you've seen in a while uh, with teams trading three-point baskets there at the end uh, Rozier making a step back three and then Chris Middleton hitting a three with about five tenths of a second silencing the uh, Boston Garden crowd there early to send the game in overtime but then um, you had the Celtics pull away in overtime and win by six. Uh, I do think this is going to be a, the closest series in the East. You can see it going seven, even though um, the Boston Celtics won. They're banged up. You know They're missing a few of their players, especially Hayward and, uh, and Irving. So I, I think this, this, the, the uh, Bucks showed that they can hang with them. I think they're just young. Their youth came back to bite them. So um, this, this, this series definitely goes seven um and uh, it's gonna be a fun series to watch got a lot of young talent there on the court the um the celtics were paced by al horford 
24 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. You got to love the uh, the veteran leadership in Al Horford. And then the, uh, the Bucks, of course, were led with the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 35 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. So you have a great series lined up here. And then the last game in the, in the, uh, the East were the uh, Indiana Pacers taking it to the woodshed, taking the woodshed to the um, Cleveland Cavaliers and winning 98 to 80. This game really wasn't close. Um, you know, Indiana led 33 to 14 after one. And uh, like I said, it wasn't close. Uh, I, know, I know Cleveland made a little run there in the third to bring it to six, but um, Victor Oladipo and the Indiana Pacers were just too much. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously they have LeBron James, paced them with 20, got a triple-double, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. But I just don't think this is going to be a very tight series for for the Cavs. Now, of course, you don't want to overreact. You know, a lot of people are going to overreact. Say the Cavs are done. The Cavs are not getting out of the first round. But not so fast yet. It was one game. But, you know, if all indications are, I, I, I think uh, the older Cavs are going to struggle with the young um, Pacers. And like I said, Victor Oladipo, 32 points. Six rebounds, four assists, kind of his his team now, his show. So, uh, I you know, and of course, uh, if the Cavs go out in the first round, you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Rockets, the Lakers, anybody that he's been linked to, this is what you want. This is you know, you want him to flame out. You want his team to flame out, and um, and that way he sees that the, basically his future is not in Cleveland, and we'll we'll start the the rumors even even faster if he if they do get beat not only beat in the first round but let's say they get you know swept in 4-1 uh well it won't look pretty and i can see lebron leaving after that so again if you're a if you're a fan of those teams I, i'd be i'd be definitely looking for i'd be definitely looking and wanting an indiana victory not just an indiana victory in the series but just a, a flat out um you know throttling of, of of lebron james and the cavaliers so that is the uh that's the western conference and i'm going to get into the Excuse me, that's the Eastern Conference, and now we're going to get into the Western Conference. And yesterday, you know, the playoffs were started off by the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. And a lot of people were, th- were thinking the Warriors are going to, this is the year, if you're going to take them, the Warriors, this was going to be the year. And, uh, you know, Steph being out, got a lot of injuries during the year, everybody coming back, whether it be meshing, well, <laughs> they were meshing in more, and, you know, they, they thoroughly defeated the San Antonio Spurs 113 and 92. Wasn't even close. Um, I do, I do think this series is going to be over pretty quickly, either a, a Warriors sweep or possibly four-one. I just, um, I don't see how San Antonio can get a game. Um, they were led by Durant, twenty-four points, eight rebounds, seven assists. San Antonio was led by Rudy Gay, fifteen points, six rebounds, two assists. But you know, the big story again is just playoff start, and here come the Warriors. You know, everybody, everybody's thinking the the, the Rockets or even even. The, um, the Sixers in the East, but they just showed, you know, this is without their, arguably their best player in Steph Curry, and they come out with a performance like that, and, you know, balanced scoring, like I said, you had uh, 24 by Durant, you know, 27 by Klay Thompson, 11 to 13 from the field, I mean, 5 of 6 from the three-point line, uh, Durant was 9 of 17 for his 24 points, Draymond Green, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists, it's incredible that he leads the team in assists, and he's not even a point guard. You know, Iguodala, three points, but he just provides that solid uh, veteran leadership. And then JaVale McGee chipping in with 15 points. 
uh, Sean Livingston, eleven, just everybody doing their role. Um, you know, I I think they just showed that no matter what, it doesn't matter if they don't have the first seed. I, I still think the Warriors win the West, but you know, the only time will tell. We'll see how the injuries play out. We'll see if Steph can come back, but they play like that without Steph. I don't know what's gonna happen when they get Steph. You know, so San Antonio um, again, another team that's kind of. Now the rumors are coming out. Not rumors, but they asked Popovich after the game, you know, when is Kawhi coming back? And he, he pretty much shot back with the, why don't you ask his uh, team? And and that team is uh, Kawhi's, you know, management team. I think his parents as well. And just that the whole injury situation is just, it's, it's not adding up. And um, it's another another player that could be on the move in the offseason. And if if they lose pretty bad, you know, it could, it could only increase the rumors and, It'll be interesting. It's very definitely setting up to be a very interesting off season in the NBA. Seems like it always is though, but this year we got we got some some big storylines possibly brewing and uh all depending on how they do in the playoffs. In the next game, uh, it kind of I guess it was a surprise, but if you've been watching uh, basketball all year, you know the Pelicans, you know, although they they were only one game different, so they could easily be in the third seed. But the Pelicans come away with a 97-95 victory on Portland's home court, so they steal the home court advantage and take game one. Of course, they were led by the Brow with 35 points, 14 rebounds, and one assist. I mean, Anthony Davis is slowly becoming, in my opinion, probably the best player in the NBA. Um, he's a complete package. He's hard to stop. He can take you on the outside, take you inside, and uh, defensively, he's a, he's a, he's a monster. So um, I definitely like watching Anthony Davis play. The Portland Trailblazers, they were paced by Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard with 18.7 rebounds and 7 assists. And everybody thinks it's just a one-man show with uh, New Orleans Pelicans with Anthony Davis. However, Drew Holiday, although he, you know, he shot 50%, top 20 shots to get 21 points, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely an important part of that team. And uh, Marotic as well, chipping in with 16 points. Uh, you know, they, you have to give it up to the Pelicans. Uh, of course, losing Demarcus Cousin, they could have easily just said, you know, we're not, we're, we don't have our, our our number two best player, and could have just given up on the season. But they they went into a tough environment. The Rose Garden is never easy to play. Um, it's always tough. It's like the only show in town, so you know those fans are ready to go. And uh, you know you got to give it up to the uh, port to the, excuse me. You got to give it up to New Orleans, who actually were up for most of the game, and uh, they held they held a furious comeback by the. Uh, by the Portland Trailblazers off to take game one ninety seven to ninety five. So that series is shaping up to be excellent. I think that series is gonna go six or seven. Uh, but I do have Portland winning that series at the end. I think um they they'll find a way to neutralize as much as possible uh, Anthony Davis. So that's that that was Saturday's uh Western Conference and then today we had two games in the West. The first game was uh, Utah uh Jazz losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder one sixteen to one oh eight. Many people have picked the Jazz, this guy included, to win this series. Um, so, I, 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 again, I think this is just a case of winning on their home court. Um, and, you know, i I got to give it up to Paul George. Coming out, big-time performance, 36.7 rebounds, one steal. And then, you know, the rookie for Utah, his first game, first playoff action, 27 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. So, um, you know, definitely kid came to play and seems like the bright lights won't be affecting him so you know you have uh you got uh utah team i think i i, I think they'll be all right and especially when they get home that 
that Utah crowd, just like Portland, is another team that just gets behind, and the, a crowd that gets behind their team, and the, the Jazz will feed off of that. But they were led by the Ricky, 27 points. Ricky Rubio had a very off night. He was 5 of 18 from the field, 0 of 3 from three-point line, only finished with 13 points, uh, 5 assists. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 14 points in the paint, and there was 7 assists, but uh, big to that is only 2 blocks, so... You know, uh, he's he's an important part to their defense. Joe Ingles, he's a guy that when you look at him, doesn't look he looks like a guy that should be playing on a Sunday night league, uh, beer league, but uh, he can definitely put it up. And um, <clears throat> he got 13 points, five and nine shooting, and um, I I think Utah will be okay. Over on Oklahoma City side, you got Carmelo Anthony was five of 13. He ended up with 15 points. Like I mentioned before, Paul George 36 points, but Russell Westbrook 10 of 25 from the field. Ends up at 29 points, um, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 assists shy of a triple-double. But um, it was it was the Paul George show. He was 13 of 20 from the field, 8 of 11, 8 from the three-point line. So, you know, it's definitely on, uh, showing showing everybody that's not just Russ. He can play, too. So um, Oklahoma City taking, taking game one. And then in the last game of the night, you had uh, the Houston Rockets beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 104 to 101. Uh, this game again uh, wasn't as close as it was, but I think Houston there wasn't playing as hard uh, towards the end of the game, so they end up uh, allowing Minnesota to hang around. I think this Minnesota team is good, but you know Tom Thibodeau teams usually when you when they get into the playoffs he he grinds them so hard, uh, both on the defensive end and in practice. So uh, I think it's just gonna be a case where they're just gonna be real tired and trying to keep up with this Houston team. It's got so many weapons. It's going to be hard for them, but, you know, it's good experience. They're young. they got some uh, some good up-and-coming young players, so I think it's, it's going to be good for them. But the uh, the Rockets were, of course, paced by the uh, potential huh, of MVP and James Harden. Finished with 44 points, 15-26 shooting, seven three-pointers. So, you know, it's another typical James Harden-type game, eight assists. Uh, Clint Capella, guy, where, where, where did Clint Capella come from? Uh, 24 points, 10-15 shooting. So definitely 12 rebounds. So Clint, Clint came, came to play today. Paul, uh, Chris Paul, 14 points on 14 shots. So obviously he was a little off on that. So, uh, but, you know, I think Houston wins this series 4-0 or maybe get, get Minnesota getting one game uh, when they get back to since they haven't had playoff basketball in Minnesota. So looking at the, uh, the Western Conference, you know, you had the, um, you had the favorites win, the Rockets, the, the Warriors, uh, the Thunder, so um, I think the big storyline is obviously Cleveland. Will uh, the Cavs be able to rebound? Will they be able to get a game with the young, the young Pacers? Uh, today's indication doesn't look like it, but it's only one game. Can't overreact. Can't underreact. There's a lot of time left, but you know tomorrow we got some more games, and uh, we'll we'll know more tomorrow night. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I would keep the storylines on in San Antonio and Cleveland. Um, you know if they flame out, what happens to uh, what happens to their stars? Does, do they lose? Do they lose their stars due to the fact that, you know, they see that they're, maybe they're, maybe Kawhi sees that his future is not in uh, San Antonio, and likewise for uh, for LeBron in Cleveland. So it's only going to get interesting. It's only one game. A lot can change, but you know, I'm excited. I love playoff basketball. It's definitely uh, you know, this is what we this is what we wait those eighty two games for. So excited, and uh, we'll be back. T- you know, tomorrow night giving another recap so uh if you like what you heard or you know you do me a favor and uh, subscribe 
give it a like if you want to give me a review and uh you know thank you again for tuning in for another episode of g squared talking sports